Hi, my name is Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID. So I'll just introduce myself and then I'll introduce us to our guest today. Okay. So I, I'm a Black American, I'm a writer, and I'm a teacher. And I just want to say how I'm a fourth generation teacher. So my mom is a teacher, uh, Tiffany's aunt, who I'll introduce you in a moment. And then my grandmother was a teacher actually in Jamaica for 20 years. And then when she came to New York, she was a teacher there for 20 years. And I found out through my mom that my great grandmother was a teacher and she was actually half Irish, half African Jamaican, I guess, or half black. <laughs> And when she got married, uh, she had to stop working because it wasn't considered respectable for married women to work, which is ironic because after my mom got married, then she started teaching. So it's like, and times have changed. So my great grandmother was around in the late 1800s. Um, what else? And I'll just say I started this podcast during Black History Month in 2022 because I want people who identify as Black in America to share their stories about what it's like living during this COVID-19 pandemic. And I also invite people to share about if they lost someone, sadly, to talk about them so that we can memorialize them and honor their lives. And so without further ado, I'm introducing my cousin, Tiffany Kay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Tiffany Kay, and I am the cousin of Sonia. Um, I actually am a Black Jamaican that immigrated to the United States in the very early 2000s. Um, I've been living here. I first immigrated to Pennsylvania, where I had spent some time, much of my time in the United States, and then recently moved to Maryland, of which I've spent the second half of my life. Um, I also have had come from a, a, a history of teachers, but I also have come from a history of a lot of individuals that worked in the medical field. My aunt, who also had immigrated to the United States, went to Howard University and later became a nurse and worked in Howard University Hospital for quite some time. Um, and I also had an uncle that had also became a physician, first going to University of the West Indies in Jamaica. So I have quite a history there when it comes to Black history. Um, in terms of my experiences here in the United States, um, I've had some challenges coming in um, as it was a difference in culture. While I have been visiting the United States for quite some time over the years, I had also had challenges in getting adjusted to being known as something other than being Black. Very much referred to with terms not as Black, but as Jamaican. So I was identified differently. Um, at first, I quite couldn't understand that because some people separated us. But for me, I kind of got to know what that stood for. Let's talk about your experience working at, or going to school during the pandemic. Can you tell us what that was like? Okay, so um, in pursuing my master's degree here in Maryland, it was a bit of a challenge initially, um, mostly because I was doing a lot of my training and um, studies online. So I, very, I had very little interaction with my classmates. There was a lot of miscommunication, I could certainly say, um, because it came from an international standpoint. In one way, I would write my sentences and it would be misinterpreted quite a bit. And that led to a lot of debates. Um, and sometimes when I had group meetings, this was a big misunderstanding. And I'm sure many people have felt this challenge when working with people internationally. I would say I'll be right back or I would get back to you in a moment. For me, a moment internationally actually means 
sometime from now. Anytime between now and later, I don't have a distinctive time frame, but it means now and later. While in the United States, after living here for so long, in a moment actually means one minute mm -hmm. or less. <laughs> so that was a challenge for me there. Um, when it, again, not so much in the studies part, it was more on the work side. Um, I started my career as a very young age. I started working at the age of 17 and I was in the financial field. How does it impact me during COVID? Mm -hmm. Well, this is more on a different standpoint. We have now paid more attention to mental health. Mm -hmm. As we all know, 2020 was very challenging. Mm -hmm. 2021 kind of was a little bit of a relief, but not so much a relief. And now entering 2022, we're like, okay, we had enough of this. <laughs> like we're, we're over it. Um, trying to keep a sane head on my body during that time frame while managing a team and trying to help ensure that they still have job security because a lot of people were being laid off during that time frame was a challenge because I personally had to reassure myself, well, I have the possibility of being let go as well. Um, but I reassured them each time by uplifting them and saying that things will get better. Fortunately for me, the schedule that we had was a bit flexible that they at first didn't quite know the severity of COVID and didn't quite take the necessary steps. So I started speaking up and saying, we need to protect ourselves. We need to be provided with the equipment to protect ourselves because initially it was, we're keeping the doors open. People are free to come in. We okay. had the light. Mask. Yep. They, we had none. We ran out of hand sanitizer. We had hand sanitizer stolen from us. We complained. Nothing was done. Stolen. They said, we said, are you closing us down? Nothing was done. Everything was as usual. The state then went, well, the country then went into a state of an emergency. And that's when they said, okay, well, we'll try to do this. We're still not doing masks. We still don't have any hand sanitizer. But at that point, of course, we'd probably run out at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to have you guys still work with the doors closed, but at a distance. We had to speak up again to say, we're still interacting with people. We don't want to see anybody. But upper management, of course, would say, you're fine, you're fine, as they stay at home. Everything is good. And we're like, you don't realize we're at risk while you're not. So we had to continuously speak up and speak, not just on behalf of my leadership team, but as well as for the advocates for my teammates that I had to coach and train. I had to once again reassure them while they could have gone out on disability and gotten unemployment, which would have been more, much more soothing for them and better on their mental health. I still had to reassure them because I had to say, you know what, we need your help. We are a team. And we're going to work our way through this. Mm -hmm. But it still became a huge challenge because I did fear of getting sick. I did have, was around young babies and elderly people who were, I guess we'll call them vulnerable individuals. Mm -hmm. um, and in that case, I had to isolate myself as much as I could. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a bit taxing. And because when you are at home, you really can't go anywhere. Or you're in fear of going anywhere. You're in isolation. So you try to find things to do, like play hopscotch. <laughs> taking it all, way back. all the way back um using a skipping rope because you do you know we everybody put on like, at least 15 extra 20 pounds yeah, <laughs> <I love> <laughs> um trying to work out to keep yourself okay and definitely upgrading my my subscription to netflix that's for yeah. sure and my addiction to amazon let's just see i might as well uh, have some stocks <laughs> a whole country was ordering from amazon 
<laughs> I bought things I didn't even need to buy and I would be so surprised. I'd get a message on Amazon that would say, your package has been delivered. And I'm like, Ooh, what is it? <laughs> I didn't know what I ordered. I'm like, which one is it today? <laughs> right? It's because we were so isolated, not being able to hang out with people. Uh-huh. Yeah. I went so far as one time, a gift, a gift wrapped in one thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, which one did I gift wrap? <laughs> Unwrapped it. I'm like, this is going to be so great. <laughs> My next question, um, if you know of anyone who sadly passed away, if you want to talk about them? Um, actually, sadly, I do know someone that did. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, this actually happened last year. This particular individual did not get vaccinated. Um, and I know a brief history of the story. I've actually known this person for almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, they are a friend of one of my best friends. At, well, actually, they're a brother of one of my best friends. And what happened was, they had traveled, him and his girlfriend had traveled up north um, for, I guess, a family reunion. And he had left his girlfriend with the family, but apparently someone there had contracted COVID. Mm-hmm. And so she had called to uh, be picked back up so that she wouldn't be around then. She wanted to get away, but right. she had already been exposed. And what should have happened was she should have had the 14-day quarantine time frame, but she did not. They returned to the South. And once they got to the South, I guess at this point, she really felt very ill. They both did. So she got admitted to the hospital and so did he. Within about a day or two, she ended up in the ICU the day after he did. The two days later or a day later, she passed away. And a day after that, he passed away. So it hit within less than a week. A brother and his No, brother and his girlfriend. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. They were not vaccinated as yet. This was very hard to go to because it kind of hit home. I, I too had my mother most of the time setting up for funerals. I mean, it was almost every other day that we're setting it up. And I had gone to the point where I'm, I'm not watching this anymore. This is depressing. I said, I need to stay uplifted. So let me watch my Netflix um, and catch up on all those shows I hadn't caught up on. Because if I sit here and watch this anymore, what's there to look forward to? You're just like, who's next? <laughs> In 2020, we, if you think about it, we had the opportunity to stop and think. And I think COVID allowed us to do that. Mm-hmm. I had a conference call that I had with um, my team and my peers around the middle of June or beginning of July. And this was centered around Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And we remember how every single time, while you were sitting at home watching TV, most of the time, you would have been living your daily lives. You would have passed by you. You wouldn't know that Ahmaud Arbery passed away. You wouldn't know anything about anybody. But then you sat down and you had nothing else to do but focus on the TV, but to look at social media. And it was right smack dab in your face. And then it was when you started everybody's voice. Would you have heard that if COVID didn't cause us to stop? Think about that. I personally want to do a remote position. I enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. What I will say, though, I will miss the water cooler conversations because, honestly, yeah. I'm a chatterbox. <laughs> and I will go to, the, I will go to the, the, the back room and be like, yo, did you see what happened on TV last night? Like, did you watch oh. that show? Yes. <laughs> I do miss talking about TV shows with my coworkers. Yes. And then it will take like a whole hour and you're like, oh, wait, hold on. I have to answer this email, but I'll soon come back, okay? <laughs> so I do miss that. To be honest, I did sneak out to one event. Late last in September, we snuck out 
And I mean, it was the happiest thing ever. I mean, I was like running around the place with no mask. I'm like, yes, oh my God. And then lockdown again. Yeah. <laughs> right yes. after that, I'm you serious? The, the Delta variant was. Not- yep. <laughs> I do have, much like you know, our grandmother was a teacher. So <laughs> very much so. I do have that in our family. So we have a lot of success um, in the Black community. And I really am very proud of our family. Me too. Very, very happy to be and excited to be a part of your podcast. Hopefully I'll be invited again. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tiffany Kate. Like my goal is to get all of our voices into the Smithsonian so we can have like an oral history of what it's like to be Black American during this pandemic. And just to talk about what it feels like to know people who passed away because it's it's sad. Um, I know you Mm-hmm. My only hope, I know, well, it's not really a hope, but my only thought is much like we have certain certain things that help to um, memorize other people. Like, for example, you had 9-11, you have something to um, memorialize, I guess is the word, yeah. um, for them. You have something for the wars that have taken place. I imagine that we would have something for this major pandemic um, because it is something huge. <clears throat> That's what I'm hoping, because remember the New York Times had several pages of all the names of people who passed away? Mm-hmm. Now that was scary. <laughs> yes, right? So I so don't have a day to remember it, and I don't even think you can come up with a day because, I mean, it was uh, years. <laughs> and now it's, I heard, the last I heard, 800,000 Americans died. I don't know if the number's higher now from COVID, but yeah, it was 800,000. I think last year I heard it. Um, was it 800,000 in last year or 800,000 over? Okay. Yeah, wow. over the whole pandemic, which is shocking. Well, well, thank you. I know you're in graduate school. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you for your time, Tiffany Kay. It was my pleasure, Ned, uh, Sonia. Um, and <laughs> I hope everyone gets some formal lessons. And I hope to share some more with everyone else in the future. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this latest interview for the Oral History Project, Black America and COVID. My name is Sonia J. Killebrew. If you'd like to share your story living during the COVID-19 pandemic and you are a Black American, then you can email me an audio note and you can find the instructions on how to do so in my podcast, which is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or on my website if you look up Black America and COVID with Sonia J. Killebrew. Thank you.